Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. On today's episode, we are joined by Director of Children's Ministries, Jenny Bixby, via Zoom for a new kind of podcast. Welcome to Round Hill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. And I'm Jenny. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us today in this new normal of Zoom interviews. We've done a few Skype interviews um, for the podcast with very people who are very far away, but not from people who are a couple miles away as we are safely social distancing. <laughs> but we're still yep. bringing people together. Yes, we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So <laughs> I think how is everybody surviving right now? Oh, thanks for asking. Leslie, how are you surviving? I'm I'm surviving. I'm drinking a lot of tea. Um, I'm finding that very soothing, and I'm you know I'm doing really well. I'm I te- you know as you know I teach uh, piano as a side side gig, um, and I've been teaching piano on Zoom, which has been such an interesting oh, wow. challenge and opportunity and um the kids have all been adapting so so beautifully and that's kind of what we wanted to talk to you today jenny about how was that for a segue um thank you wonderful piano too how are you doing (laughs) how's piano going jenny (laughs) be in big trouble if i had to teach piano it'd be a whole new ball game but uh no you know right now it's been interesting because we're learning on how do we be the church for people when we're not in church how do mm-hmm. we know and love you when we're not physically present together and we're virtually present but also still connect and love each other and my audience you know typically the children the youngest members um may not have a laptop may not have a cell phone you know how do we keep them engaged and keep them knowing that they're an important part of our church family mm-hmm. um, we've been blessed that we have such wonderful resources at round hill that we can continue to do our children's message and you can Play that for your children whenever they like. Um, I don't want to become out of sight, out of mind. I want them to remember that I love them and that they are a special part of our church family here. Um, in addition, we are able to get out our weekly lessons and a parent guide. And you can kind of pick and choose part of those lessons that you like to do and you work for your family and that don't. We try to make them as user-friendly as possible with no supplies. Um, so that's been joyful. Um, but the best part of what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is just connecting with the children and families. Um, we've been doing our Bible study for the older kids. Um, but this week in particular, I've been calling as many families as possible and FaceTiming. And I explained to the children that the Easter Bunny had the travel ban lifted for them. They were on essential business to deliver eggs. And I have been calling every child to try to make sure that the bunny made it to their house. And if not for them to report to me, um, and I would follow up accordingly. Um, so I've made, I've made a bulk of the phone calls. I'm still getting through them, but the kids are very pleased to report that the travel ban was successful and the bunny did make it to their house. So um, that's been the most joyful part of the last couple of weeks, just connecting with kids and seeing them and hearing them and uh, loving them to the extent that we can from afar. Mm. Nice. That's so great. That's so wonderful. And, and having your children's message as part of the Sunday service has been such a wonderful addition I love how you do it and I love how it feels like we enter into your home um, <laughs> and you, you t- which is true and you get I will say you get bonus points because you send it to me 
on Monday for the next Sunday. So you get yeah, you're setting a very bad example for the rest. Of the <laughs> you're making everybody else look bad. <laughs> you know, um, you know, as I'm, I'm a working mom too, and my husband is, as most of you might know, is, is a police officer. So he's still working. So we balance, you know, homeschooling work. Mm. And so when I see a chunk of time that is quiet and we also share technology in our house is when I run in and try to do the, the children's message and know that that's that time that I can give it um, as much attention as I can. Um, and I'm also used to a live audience. So it takes a couple, um, it takes a couple rounds of recording to get it kind of um, spot on for them. I kind of do it myself and um, I'm used to having them be here and be part of it with me. So a question for you, um, Jenny, because I love I loved the way you started off this conversation about how do we be church when we're not actually in a physical location. You know, how many times have we said over the years, probably all of us, that the church is not the building? Mm -hmm. And this may be the first time in our lives where we are really, truly getting the experience of that message. So as hard as it is to, to change what we've been doing, you know, working in a building with our classrooms and our worship space... What um, what's the opportunity that's presented to us now by doing what you're doing from a distance? I mean, does that make certain? Is it is it making some really important lesson available to us that hasn't been available to us before? You know, when we've been working basically with the building, is something is something new starting to emerge here uh, that we ought to pay attention to? You know, I think. You know, something that's interesting for, for us is, and I, I'll speak as, as our family, is that we've been able to enjoy church as a family. Um, we get up in our pajamas, we have our pancakes, and we don't have to be right ready at 10 o'clock, and we can pause if someone needs to run to the bathroom or the children are talking through something. Um, so this is the first time in our lives, because I'm usually in the back in children's worship, sure. uh, that we as a whole family have been able mm. to participate in church and worship kind of intergenerationally and reflect on it and say, what do you think Reverend Ed means? What do you think Reverend Dan means? Or my children are critics with the children's message. You should have done this or that or this. Or what do you think about the music? Or that's what the choir looks like. You know, my children have really never um, mingled okay. with choir members. So um, one of the biggest takeaways for us just as a family and also as the, as the children's director is be able to participate in a more intergenerational experience. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, I've I've been thinking that you know in the in the letters in the New Testament, one of the big challenges there is that those letters reflect the fact people couldn't be with one another in the same space, so they had to write letters. And in a sense, being in a space uh, the same space was never an option for some of them because you know, especially for Saint Paul who was traveling all around the Mediterranean world, he knew that it was entirely possible that he would meet with a little congregation and then maybe never meet with them again. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, I'm just, I think it's really worth thinking about because I, in a lot of the reading that I do, I keep hearing about, you know, here's how, um, you know, here are the things that we can be learning now and how that can maybe continue down the road. Are there resources, Jenny, that you found have been helpful to you as you're, as you're working with kids and, trying to prepare oh, yeah. lessons and so on. What, what, what's been helpful? 
I mean, just on a personal note, um, I'm part of kind of three collaborations. One, um, the Children's Ministry Network, which is kind of regionally all the director, well, a lot of, not all, but a lot of the directors regionally from Darien and Fairfield and Weston and Wilton, and we all connect and we're talking about everything from online lesson plans to a possible online VBSs to reopening and how do we work with babies and toddlers with social distancing, you know? Um, so that's been a wonderful resource that we share and brainstorm ideas. Yeah. Um, as some people know, I'm part of a United Church of Christ training program. Um, so I'm part of those, co those cohorts that are meeting and connecting and sharing resources. Um, but one of the, the most valuable to me right now, um, as folks may know, is um, in Chicago Seminary. And we've been doing classes like this for a long time. And we talk with people all over the world. Um, I'm one of the, in this particular class that I'm taking right now, I'm one of the few kind of directors of children's ministries. But it's so fascinating to see and come together and see how people are adapting and changing and what resources we have from the East Coast to the West Coast to all over. Um, mm. Kind of being a think tank has been wonderful. Great. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Um, sorry, Leslie, were you going to? I was going to, I was going to ask Jenny because. I've been hearing, you know, some kids are adapting better maybe than others. If you have any maybe tips or thoughts on, especially as this goes on longer than I think we were anticipating, you and I were discussing before we started that like the adjustment from, oh, this is a short term couple of weeks to many, many weeks, how parents can talk to their um, kids or, or any, just any thoughts you have on that that you could share with, with parents, I think would be extremely beneficial. Well, first, let me start off by saying I by no means am an expert, but I am an expert on a lot of the agencies in town. I've been blessed to have been able to work for the town of Greenwich prior to coming here. Um, and one of the things I am aware of that we have amazing private and public resources um, from Kids in Crisis that has a hotline to our Department of Human Services that is still up and working even though they're not physically in the department. Um, so we're just really blessed to have a lot of resources out there that we can connect with and I can provide those phone numbers for. Um, you know, I've learned that it's really one day at a time, what can we control and what can't we control? Mm -hmm. um, we recently had a parent's kind of mom's night in virtual um, and I shared my own feelings, but I said, if we can keep our children safe, loved, physically, emotionally, that they're ready to learn, that's a priority in our house first before we tackle the academics. Um, and then once they feel safe and nurtured and loved, then we can go into the, the next phase. Um, and you know, I've learned, my experience has been children like schedules, they like planning, they like knowing what's in their control. Sure. You know, that's really helpful. What are the parameters? What are the boundaries? Because there's a lot unknown right now. So what can you put in their control um, to help them understand the, the dynamic? Um, so that's kind of how we how we approach in our home um, with the blessings. What resources do we need and do we have? What is or isn't in our control? And then just remembering you're not alone. Um, we're you know, here. Like <laughs> you know, and I, I share too, like we, I love our church and that, I'll be the first to say, I don't have all the answers, but gosh darn it, if you call me, I will help you find that answer. Um, so um, we're, we're your church family and we're very much here for you. You know, when, uh, when my children were, um, I would say in elementary school, maybe grades uh, two and five, something like that, um, you know, they, they loved the idea of turning off the electricity. So we would like shut, mm -hmm. we were reading a book about colonial America. We would 
just that would be at no lights for a week. You know, we try to really just cut down everything. And uh, so, you know, I think in some cases there was an initial feeling when this started, like, oh, this is this has a kind of a, you know, this is a little different. There was a little adrenaline rush and that kind of subsided, I think, as Leslie said. Now we're sort of into a different space here. But what do you think? I mean, um, in terms of the resources of our faith, what, what what helps you to kind of uh, increase your faith or to strengthen your stamina um, for something? You know, once that kind of rush, because I think if we, you know, if we, when we turned off our lights for a week, that was okay. If we had done it for two months, that would that would have been a little different. Uh, so, what 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 would you like to kind of impart so that children, you know, for them as well, what can they do to increase their their faith? First, um, let me offer my apologies for those who are physically watching this podcast. Um, if I had a stern face a couple times while talking, <laughs> he was jumping on the sofa as as we were discussing. So I was trying to discipline um, and talk. That was um, to cheer you on. Yes, I know. For you, multitasking. <laughs> um, so let me let me repeat the question. So how do we stay strong in our faith? Yeah. So yeah. I think I think when you look at schedules and traditions. What are your norms? What are your family norms? Is it family dinner time? Um, can you keep that consistent? Um, we we actually don't, ha- although I love it, we don't have family dinner time in our house because my husband either works seven to three or three to 11. Mm. But we have, you know, Sunday morning breakfast time and we all get together and that's our time. So it's, it's the shared time together. It's not necessarily the pressure for dinner time and to get the meal on the table. So yeah. what are those shared times that you can be together as a family that makes sense for you? What makes sense for somebody else may not make sense for you. Um, I think also to little people and little temperaments, um, and in our house, older people and older temperaments, you know, we're all going through a lot. And I think that go easy on yourself. Mm. Take a breath and be in the moment. Um, one of the things that has brought me so much joy being part of children's worship is I get to experience children at all ages and stages. And I have children now that are 10 and 13. And when the moms are like, please, please, here's my baby. I need an hour. I remember that. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I, for one day, I wish Katie was, was that little one. Mm-hmm. And again, I just one day I want her that little, <laughs> but just one day for now. I'm like, I'm never going to get them 13 and 10 again in the house with me. And like a flash, they're going to be out of the house. So I try to take a breath and say, be mindful that they're here. What? can I do to be present with them? Um, we Prayer is a big part of our lives. Um, we try to start our day and end our day with prayer. Um, mm-hmm. We used to say prayers in the car way to school, um, which of course we don't do now. And the rule was I had to end the prayer before we go into the pickup line so nobody knew. Um, <laughs> but what are the new traditions that you can create as a family and what works for you? We like to give it up to God, so we like to pray. Uh, a meal time doesn't have to be dinner time. Um, we also, too, we have a couple Bibles in our house. We have the children's Bible. We have a, a version that I use, and the kids just point and pick. And I'm like, pick a word. What do you think that word means? Let's look at that word. Um, I don't try to do a full-on Bible study with them for them to comprehend the text and have bigger meanings. But if they can figure, learn one or two new words from that and maybe have some reflection on it, and then also, I believe your bucket gets filled by filling others' buckets. Mm-hmm. What can you do today to be a force of good to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
when you have the kind of Eeyore mentality, which we all get, how can we empower our young people to kind of take charge of those feelings and maybe redirect them to feel a sense of pride? Mm. And that has helped us all personally in our faith and how I try to help others with their faith. Yeah. Thank you for that. Very, very helpful. Mm. So the journey continues. I know, I know. I miss, I miss the kids so very much. Yeah. Well, I think that what we have learned is that we have some very powerful ways of staying connected during this time. And I love your thoughts about how to strengthen faith. And you've given, you've also made, will be making available the resources that you'll be sharing. So that just in terms of, you know, if there are things that people need, as you've said, from those private and public agencies in our community, we, we are very resourced rich in this part of the world. So that's a, that's a great fortune. And, and our children and, and church school families continue, you have wonderful contact with them. You're, you're reaching out to them now. And um, just one kind of, I guess, last question for me, is there a question if you were going to, um, well, let's just say that the, uh, the, the quarantine continues again, a little bit longer than we had anticipated. And let's say that you go back for another round of check-in calls. Um, is there a, is there a question you'd like to bring with you uh, when those calls are taking place? You know, something that you would like to know from the people that you're working with, uh, some piece of information, anything you'd be curious about that uh, that you might like to know from them or about them as they're making their way through this. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, "What has surprised you during this process? What is mm. something you didn't anticipate?" Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then how can we love you? How best for us to love you right now? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people like email, some people like phone calls, some people like Jenny, don't call me every day. <laughs> Once a month is good. Yeah, really fine. Like lesson. <laughs> um, but what surprised you during this time? Um, a pleasant surprise or maybe not a pleasant surprise. Um, but you know, I think that's something for us to really look at and reflect upon. Um, and it's helpful for me to kind of understand where families are at. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's just reminding me, there was a book that um, I read years ago called God of Surprises. Mm. And the, the sort of heart and soul theme of this book is that God is always able to make something new out of anything. Mm -hmm. And that often comes as a surprise that we had not expected or anticipated and was not, nothing that we could have manufactured on our own. And um, so I like to think of that right now, because I know people are experiencing all kinds of, you know, challenges related to time management and having more people in the house at one time than we're accustomed to, just sometimes not having enough breathing room. But even in those situations, what I'm hearing from you, Jenny, is that the God of surprises is at work. And uh, we just have to keep looking for that and listening for that and uh, see mm -hmm. how that unfolds. Ed, you always say things so much better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you gave the perfect run up. Come on. It was all set. Jenny, thank you so much. What a great conversation. Thank you. It was a joy. Yeah. So the podcast is back. And uh, yeah. And we'll keep working at this. And and I, I guess, um, Leslie, I would say that our, our I guess our dream for this it's been so wonderful to have you, Jenny. You're such an important part of our staff, our director of children's ministries. And I think that what we'd like to do going forward uh, for a while is to feature people on our staff so we can under help help 
you know, our congregation and the wider world understand, you know, what is it we're doing these days? I think everybody's curious, like, how are you adapting and adjusting? And, and that can be also really helpful to other people who are looking for some ways to, you know, to navigate these times. So absolutely. And it's on, on Tuesdays on our zoom Brady bunch meeting, the nine of us meet and it's um, it's really such a special group of people. So to be able to feature everybody um, I think is, is a gift to everybody. I think next time we're going to have our good, our good pal Dan on and the three of us are going to talk about more about, yeah, pastor Dan uh, and, uh, and talk about the Sunday service a little bit. So that's going to be really fun. That sounds great. Jenny, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. Leslie, thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please visit us at roundhillcommunitychurch.org.